You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. Welcome everybody to Side B of this week's Clock Radio Speakers. You can catch Side A on clockradiospeakers.com and on 4thdistrict.com. I'm here as always with Armand. Uh, on Side A, we talked about Little NBA. We talked about Meek Mill. We talked about Ted Sleziasi. What else did we talk about? We talked about Everybody's Got a Podcast. Talk about a bunch of random stuff. It's good side, eh? Uh, please, please go check it out if you haven't already. So, we covered some randomness. We covered NBA. But now we've got some actual music to talk about. Let's do it. Let's talk about your man, Fabulous. Yep. So, um, how, how long ago did he start putting out these Friday Night Freestyles? <sighs> what is this? Uh, May? Yeah, it was like... March? Yeah, it was... It's been about did, two months. He did like 10 or 11 of them, right? Yeah, so I'd say about two months. Um, so you've been, you've been sort of paying attention to these all along, right? Yeah, I started from... Uh, well, I didn't pay attention to the first one we, we did over the Dr. Dre beat. Um, I think the first one that caught my ear was... Uh, over you. I think it was You, Me, Him, and Her. Mm. It was You, Me, Him, and Her. Then it was Shook Ones. Then it was Wu-Tang Clan and the F-Wit. Um, he had a little, he had a little stretch. And it was been around the world remix. Like he had, a, he had a nice little run of some really, really dope freestyles. And he got, he, you know, we've talked about Fab, and we've talked about Fab a number of times in the show because he has such an interesting career. And I feel like New York just wants to love Fabulous, like the tri-state area at large, like the Northeast in general. Like they want Fabulous to be Fabulous. I don't feel like they want to love him. I feel like they do. Well, all right. No, I, that's not to say that. All right. I, mean, that yeah, I don't think it's on way. some like, all right, well, we need somebody to champion from New York. Fab. I think they just love Fab. Yeah, that's pretty much what I mean. Okay. Um, and this is for his, you know, for a portion of his fan base, this is, this is right up their alley. Absolutely. Myself included. Right. Um, so I did not really listen to the freestyles as they came out. Okay. So when he put out the Friday Night Freestyles compilation, and there's a couple different versions versions that's floating around. How many versions does uh, how many tracks does your version have? Uh, oh, there's different versions. I, I could so. see why um, because he omitted one of the freestyles that caught some slander because uh, it wasn't good. Mine has 15 records. Yeah, mine has 15 too. All right, so I think we got the same version. Um, so I listened all the way through. I mean, I don't think we need to go track by track on this. Nah, um, it's a freestyle tape. Right. I wasn't really that impressed. Of course, because you're not a freestyle guy. Well, let me tell you why I'm not that impressed. Tell them why you mad, son. Here's the problem I have. And you can tell me as a rapper if this is stupid. And, and as, a, as a freestyle rap fan, this is stupid. I, I don't like when someone jumps on a beat that I'm, everybody's really familiar with and... They imitate opening lines or key lines or even key flows from the original. Like, well, I, I don't need hip-hop karaoke. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because the reason why I don't like uh, Meek Mill's energy freestyle is because he completely jacks, Drake, he completely jacks Drake's flow. Right. I, I agree with you. I do not like, you know, I think 50... G units probably the only people who are the only rappers or artists who pulled that off. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like two things. I don't like that, and I also don't like you picking obvious beats. 
the obvious beats doesn't bother me as much. Like you pick, like you pick shook ones. But see, like, shook ones I liked because I liked his flow on it. Oh, he killed shook ones. Right. Like he ended up proving me wrong on that, proving that theory of mine wrong because he killed it. But I like it when you kind of dig a little bit. So okay, don't rap over shook ones. Rap over. Nighttime Vultures, rap over Apostles Warning, rap right. over G.O.D. Part 3. Don't rap over right. Wu-Tang Clan on the F-Wit, rap over Tears. Except, right, Wu-Tang Clan on the F-Wit works for him because he doesn't flow like Wu-Tang flows. So mm. he's automatically bringing something a little different to it. So for me, so a good example of him picking a good beat, two of them, two of the best beats that I think he picked on here yeah. was uh, the Been Around the World remix. I got real problems with that. Of course you do. Real problems. Um, of course you do. He killed that. Um, uh, and All no. for the Love. I've never heard anybody rap over All for the Love. There's a reason it. for that. I never really loved that beat. Like it's, this concludes this week's episode. <laughs> it's okay. You guys have a great summer. Just because it came out of New York City in the mid no. to late 90s does not mean it's a great beat. That beat, that is a classic record. In whose eyes? Mine. <laughs> And, and a good chunk of hip hop. All for the Love is not a classic record. Bugging. That's Swiss, that's Swiss's first good beat. <laughs> no. What? That came out in 97. What's, what's, what's a good Swiss beat in 1997? No, he didn't have a good beat in 97. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, oh, I think people slept on Take It Easy. They slept on the Mad Lion joint. He killed that too. That's almost too obscure for people now. Yeah, that that's the problem. That, that was the problem with that one. Right. I like I know the original. I know the Mad Lion original, but like I never I never really listened to it all that much, so that didn't really do all that much for me. Yeah, that was back in the and that was back in the in the late early 90s, 93, 94 where like you had to have a real distinct voice. Right. Hip hop has this weird cutoff where basically with a few exceptions for New York hip hop before Illmatic We've all collectively forgotten most stuff that's not named Tribe Called Quest. Like, there's some exceptions, but I'm, I'm, I'm being pretty broad here, but there's lots of stuff that came out in the early 90s that people just completely have forgotten about. Absolutely. Absolutely, they have. Um, Ill and out scratch one of my homies. So, it let me talk about my problems with this. Actually, let me go back to Ben Around the World. First of all, it's the Ben Around the World remix. One of my favorite songs... Like, not saying it's the best song ever. It's one of my favorites. If I rapped over Been Around the World remix, you would have problems. I would be giving you, like, line-by-line notes. <laughs> I'd be like... You would ask me to, like, send you my verse. Like, can you send me what you wrote so far? No, nah, so I'd be like, so here you came in. I need you to actually do this with the flow. And I would actually just, like, try to mimic out the flow. I'd be like, ah, you're a little... You know, so a couple would, problems. So number one... And it darkly had the light in the flow. You make you for that? <laughs> I can even do the Whisper J, too, if that makes sense any better. Um, part of the problem is that Fab will sometimes slip into pseudo-mace mode. Oh, my God, yes. And that, coupled with the mimicking of some of the, some of the flow and the lines and been around the world, it's like, why wouldn't I just listen to the original? You know, um, listening to his freestyle with Nori is the, as it being the intro. yeah. That really see it. It never dawned on me that Fab was a, a product of Mace. It was a Mace. He he was de- yeah. I, I would say he was a Mace clone, it. but I mean, see, back in the Fabulous Sport days, I didn't like. I didn't like like uh, if they wanted off the professional one, terrible. I didn't right. like Fabulous Sport. 
Um, I didn't get into Fab until I started getting into Clue tapes. Fab is to Mace as Faith is to Mary J. Ooh, I was just having a Faith and Mary J conversation the other day. <laughs> I, I said that I said that Faith's first album is better than my life. I said, and I said that my life is basically a Faith Evans album. <laughs> yes, but uh, people. But when I say that, people are like, "No, what? Ah, nah." Is it any coincidence that when when Puff got Bad Boy, that he immediately got himself exactly his uh, Mary J. Blige, his Mary J. Blige, Uptown MCA wasn't letting Mary go. So right. hey, I'm gonna get the girl who wrote all of Mary's records and sang her demos. Right. She's light skinned. She's cute. I got it. Like it's cool. I'm gonna make this work. Right. Um. Yeah, there's a bunch of instances here where there's just like imitations that don't really work for me. The world is yours. I don't. I don't, like I, I, I don't want to hear Fab trying out a pseudo '94 Nas flow. Um, I didn't like how he ended his freestyle series, so I wasn't a big fan. Of the world is yours. Black girl lost. Black girl lost was okay. His flow was a little better there. Um, um, I didn't like. Uh, now he omitted "Do It Again." He did right. some over "Do It Again," and like he got killed for it. Like people were not feeling that. He basically like jacked the J hook and everything. Right. Well, so, and I mean. What's another example? So, oh, I mean, Life's a B with, with, with Jada. Like, they redid the chorus. Jada Kiss jacks some of AZ's, AZ's iconic lines. Nah, I'm good. I don't need to hear, hear Jada Kiss doing Jada AZ karaoke. really weird on that record. Yeah. Sound really weird on that record. I don't know if that beat fit him. How do you feel about Triangle Offense making a... Uh, oh, you know, I was hyped. <laughs> Oh, you know I was hyped to hear Triangle Offense followed by uh, unreleased Stack Bundles verse? Oh, oh, 2004, Armand was in euphoria. Yeah, uh, I was like, Paul Kane. Paul flipping Kane. I didn't like his verse. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, he was all right. Button um, killed. Nah. That's what I want to hear from Button. And that's what I want to hear from Button from e- forever and ever. I want to hear sports references. And oh, God. So, you know, these songs will age so horribly. But they're of the moment, right? They're freestyles. Yeah, they're freestyles. So, right. no, I liked it. Um, it reminded me, like, I guess my qu- if I had to have a critique, mm. I wish it would have been a different beat. And that's no slander to affirmative action because that's a classic record. But for me, the first time hearing a fir- uh, first the first time hearing Triangle Offense in like ten ten years. I want to hear them like get on something that's absolutely murderous. Like get on, you know, West Side Slaughterhouse. Get on Still Shining. Get on like something that's that is driving you to try to kill the other two rappers on this record. Affirmative action is an incredible beat. It didn't really. It didn't really. I didn't want to hear them on that beat. I, I don't disagree, but I mean that's because there. I mean, keep in mind, everybody's everybody remembers affirmative action because it was Nas. Az, that was the that was the that right, was the commercial in, the commercial introduction of the firm. Although right. they were doing stuff on Clue tapes, this was the first time that America heard them all together. Right. Well, the right. world. Plus, so. it was preceded by you know the classic ah, sup Nas ah, sup Nas <laughs> ah, Nas is coming is track thirteen on your album. Uh, um. Ah. Nas retrospective available on Clock Radio. Speaker. How'd you feel about how'd you feel about the stack bundles, parents? Uh, it was bittersweet. I'm not gonna lie. 
Yeah, it was good to hear Stack, but it was just like, man, I don't think he's. I don't think that was the right beat. Stack always. Stack was better on faster tempos. Yeah, so Stack was better. Stack was better on ninety BPMs and up. Um, when he would get down in the anything under like eighty four BPM, I don't want to say he struggled, but Stack wasn't good. Uh, Stack didn't need pauses in his. And the primary example of that is six minutes of death from from a uh, Moon Music Two. Way too many pauses. The beat's too slow. It's almost like he finishes his line and he's waiting on the beat to come back so he can jump back in. Rather than you know his style was more like a speed bag. He would just get in there and he would just and then he'd jump off the speed bag. Yeah, if you had if you had uh, Armand and Doc talk about BPMs on your uh, Collectivity Speakers bingo board, you can go oh. ahead and uh... go ahead and mark that off. Um. <laughs> So, but a- again, like I'm not gonna complain because I was a huge Stack Bundles fan, and it was just good to hear a real unreleased verse. Um, given all of the issues that have been going on with his his discography after his death, um, yeah. yeah, it was it was good that you know somebody, whoever it was, maybe it was Clue, maybe Fab just had this laying around that you know they were able to to get a stack verse so i'm not gonna complain that much it was just it was it was good to hear him i prefer his his verse to fabs i don't like fat i don't like fab on that beat either see when you get on Soundboy burial i need you to <laughs> i need you to be very violent on that record right there wasn't there wasn't a lot of energy yeah like my favorite freestyle on that is d block aside from the original like everybody even j hood killed that like J-Hood. that was a that was a perfect beat for D Block in two thousand and what was that five? I think that was five. If you're saying J Hood, it couldn't have been more than two thousand four, two thousand five, two thousand six. I mean, that's yeah, you're right. It was that's, the, that's the J Hood era, as they, as we refer to it on Clock Radio Speakers. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think that that was my thing about that beat. It was like you know that that's a classic beat. Um, I just don't know if I want to hear you know Pretty Boy Fab on there. Right, um, fit him like that. In general, how do you? Is there anything else worth talking about off this mixtape? Uh, no, but I enjoyed it. It was good to hear. It was good. For, it was a good move for Fab. Um, nostalgia's big, and nostal- and Fab is really leading that nostalgia era. I mean, guy, he was on Instagram the other day with a Bel Bel Air Academy jersey, which I need because it was kind of hot. But you know, he's he's the leader of that. He was doing hashtag records for a while. I don't think he's in a rush to do an album. I think by this point, it's obvious he's not in a rush to do it. I mean, you know, you say, right. eh, soul tape through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's not doing the hashtag Twitter raps. It was almost like people, he was kind of only catering to one audience and another, and his primary general audience was kind of like, I don't say his primary general audience, but a large chunk of his audience was like, all right, well, that's just what Fab is doing now. This is what he's evolved into. He lurks Twitter, he finds out what people are talking about, and he raps about it. Um, but he came back and he said, yo, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rap. I'm going to take it back to 98, 99. It's what he said on the, the first freestyle. Remember what I used to do in 98? Um, there's also rumors that there's going to be a, uh, a Desert Storm album. So, you know, A-Team, Fab... Button, Paul Kane. You know me, I'm hype. I'll take that all day. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna skip so, that one, but uh, I'm sure you will. But I say all that to say 
I'm happy with it. I believe it served his purpose. I think he raised his stock. Um, I think this was a win for him. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say about it? No, I'm good. All right. Out of left field, out of nowhere. Literally. Your man, Young Jeezy. That's your man. Was, was my man, Young Jeezy. Snowman. Did you even know that he, nobody knew, right? There was no indication, just it was boom, a com- here's a mixtape. It was a complete surprise. So the surprise release works for some people. Talk about it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it really works for something like this. Well, it doesn't work for somebody who has been largely inactive. Well, that's part of it. And part of it is, look, I have track by track notes because I'm an idiot. There's a lot of skippable records on this Young Jeezy Gangsta Party mixtape. I only liked one record. Is it Birds Could Talk? Yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. That's funny. I'm actually shocked you said that. <laughs> That's the only good song on here. That beat is nuts. The beat is great. Oh, that beat is nuts. Yeah. like And Jeezy that. sounds like Jeezy. And Jeezy sounds like... Jeezy doesn't sound like the new Atlanta. Right. This is basically like Jeezy doing his impression of every new Atlanta rapper right now. Like, I'm listening to this, and the first three tracks are basically him going, Hey, kids. Remember me? <laughs> yeah. Remember Jeezy? Snowman? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my I was, God. About to, I was about to say, <laughs> <laughs> no, wrong like, rapper. <laughs> wrong rapper. No, it's like the first three records, it's like, you know, well, do I really want to hear Jeezy on a Rich Homie Kwan, London, London on the Track record? Like, First off, I like London on the Track. I don't mind him, but I want my Jeezy tracks. They should be powerful. I want, um, where sh- where sh- of course, where's Shawty Red at? Where, ah. Uh, so, I mean, but, I, but I, I, felt like, I felt like all the beats, the beats weren't the problem with this album for me. Well, the, some of them were pretty generic. There's a lot of guests. There's a lot of guests. The, um, the hook, remember when Jeezy had great hooks? Yeah. There's he's hardly getting, any of that. He's getting other people to, he's getting other people to do hooks. She like, Knows isn't awful. Pot yeah. Life isn't awful for what it is. I mean, the, there, I don't think there's any awful records. It's just like... I think uh, this is just. I think this. I think every everything back. I'm um, good. Type of party. No, I and when I say no, I I don't think this is awful. I just think it was. It wasn't executed as well as it could have been and should have been. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, Jeezy should not have dropped out of nowhere. He nope. should have dropped the. He should have at least tweeted. At least, I mean, guy like Dom Kennedy hasn't dropped anything. All he did was tweet a a, a release date and a picture. Right. And his whole fan base is like, yes, Dom Kennedy, June 2nd, let's go. That's all he had to do. He Honestly, all they needed was an Instagram video of DJ Drama doing a hype intro over the, Birds Could Talk, over the beginning of the Birds, Birds Could Talk record and then just said Memorial Day. It, it could have it just been a picture of him and DJ Drama that said right. Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. You're right. Actually, that's even simpler. Yeah. That's all I had to do. It could have been the it could have been the album cover. Oh my God, drama, drama and Jeezy against the grills Memorial Day weekend. I'm there. Right. Instead, there. it kind of came and it just floated and it in the just wind. Put it away. 
it floated away. But I don't, like, I don't want to hear Jeezy doing his best Migos, no. Dolph, Pee Wee Longway. This is going to make me sound real old, but apparently I'm not a fan of Shy Glizzy. Because like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, who is this? That's, yeah. I, yeah, I felt, <laughs> I felt, I felt really so old. old. I, I felt really old watching those Beyonce on beat. I had no, like, what are these songs? Oh, see, I know, I, I'm, most of those I know at least. Yeah, I didn't. I saw the uh, and my boy shout out to Swade. He he showed me the Chopper style video. He started showing me ones that were like more familiar. I was like, oh okay, that's good. <laughs> but like prior to like all these trap, I was like, what? Yeah, it just sounded like Migos and people doing Migos impressions. So I I I think for artists like Jeezy, man, because then that that's an interesting conversation. What do you want to hear? I guess prior to this, like, what would you want to hear? Because Jeezy's one of your favorites. Right. So what would you want to hear from a young Jeezy in 2015? Album? Gangsta Grills? Like, so speaking of choices, right? Earlier I was talking about choices that Meek Mill has to make. For Jeezy, there are pretty much, there's like three potential paths, right? There's a world where Jeezy is making, like he is like leading, not following. Right. right, where he's taking what worked about those classic Jeezy records and he's adapting them. Right, there's that's one scenario. That's hard. Like, let's be clear. I don't want to make it sound like oh, he just <laughs> takes takes what made him a phenomenon in the first place and you know do it all over again. But I'm saying I'm actually just laughing at the fact that you said let's be clear. Let's be <laughs> swear you flex. <sighs> anyway. New York. <laughs> I was gonna say I needed some bombs right now. Um, some bombs. <laughs> um, that's one possible like path, and there's risk there, right? He could totally, he could totally swing and miss. It could not work. It could sound weird. Like there's a lot of risk there, but there's also a big reward, right? There's another path where, and this might be a little early, but we are coming up on ten years of Jeezy now. So there's yeah. another world where you go, you know what? I'm bringing it back. Like, I'm going to try to make records that sound like Trap or Die. Right. Also, risk. Right. All these things have risk. But that's one way to go. The other way to go is sort of the ludicrous route. Which is, what if I just try to sound like what the kids are listening to? And the older you get, the worse that gets. And, and so Jay has, has experimented with this a little bit. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes he's chasing trends and sometimes he's just sort of doing his own thing. Right. But generally speaking, like these three different like scenarios for Jeezy, it's unfortunate because it just seems like at least with this album, I mean, with this mixtape, he's kind of just chosen this. Hey, for the most part, I'm going to hear some records that sound like you could just slip them into an Atlanta playlist and not even know it's a young Jeezy song. Yeah. Well, what's the point of that? Right, so like as a young Jeezy fan, I would vote for one of the other two scenarios, right? Where it's like either you try to do something that's like that is true to like what young Jeezy should sound like, right? Or you just—I mean, I can't say admit defeat, but you just go, well, let me just try to recapture my former glory. Like as unappealing as that is, I'd rather still have that than this mixtape. I think (sighs) this mixtape was—I mean, literally, birds could talk. Aside from that, I was like, wow. How yeah. do these like really? Yeah, you know some of these are okay. Like in some cases, there's just like you know, the, like the beat is good enough or whatever. The beat's fine, but like this is not. 
this is not the Jeezy sound that his fans know. Right. I just don't get it. It's New Atlanta. Well, you know, a lot cool. of rappers. I mean, it's, it's New Atlanta, but like, uh, did it? Was anybody sitting there going, "Man, you know what we need? A Jeezy mixtape." No. Right. But you know, well, you know what rappers do. Number, there's two things that rappers do. One, whenever rappers aren't talked about, and I think we're, I know I'm guilty of this. Whenever you don't hear your name as much, you start you like your your brain starts wandering, and it's mm. like, you know, am I falling off? Are they forgetting about me? Is the culture moving on without me? Legends of the fall off. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's one of the weirdest songs ever. You know right, we all forgot about that dude. Just rhymed over shovels. He rhymed over shovels and and thunder. Um, <laughs> shovels and thunder. Shovels and thunder. So uh, it sounds like it, a late eighties like WWF tag team. <laughs> shovels and thunder. <laughs> Who's managing him, Mister Fuji? Uh. Bobby Heenan, but, um, Paul. Yeah, no way. Um, yeah, Bobby yeah, Heenan. Bobby. That's funny. Um, so it's it's that, and then also what a lot of rappers will do. A lot of experienced rappers, and you know, your man Kanye is really good at this. Uh, they say to keep youth around you. Mm. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jeezy was in Atlanta pulling big homie cards. Big homie cards. Yeah, like yo, I'm the big homie. You know, you're, you, I'm doing you a favor by you getting on this record with me because if it, I mean, keep it real, if it wasn't for Jeezy, you know, most of those rappers wouldn't have the sound that they had. Jeezy fathered a huge Jeezy and, you know, believe it or not, Gucci, like those two artists fathered this generation of Atlanta rappers. So you pull big homie card, you say, yo, get on this record for me. Et cetera, et cetera, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you ride that wave when really it's more about you than it is about them. Where they don't need, they don't need to get on a record with Jeezy. They're marking stuff off of their bucket list, one. Um, but really, you're helping out this artist who may not have a juice like that right now. Right. And refuse to admit it. And, you know... Yeah, so I I I'm not gonna sit here and say that that's what it is because I I think I don't I didn't see any because I remember the the pre TM one hundred three slander that he was getting. Um, Boy, we would he would kill for that slander now, right? But I guess even worse than that is nobody responding to him at all. Yeah, like no no videos, no no nothing. Right, like the thing is. If you do the surprise release, it's not supposed to be a surprise to you. Like, you're supposed to have stuff to go with it, whether it's videos or whether it's appearances elsewhere or it's something. Right. Um, But no, this is just, you know, this is pretty uninspiring. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about Jeezy? Nope. Other than the beat for Birds Could Talk is stupid. It's bananas. Yeah. The beat is really, really dope. That's about it. I'm good. All right. So, what, the last thing we're going to talk about on Clack Radio Speakers before... Get out the, get out the tiny violin. But before we, we, do, we take our summer break. Out of, not out of nowhere. A week ahead of schedule. week ahead of schedule. I'm not really sure what was going on because a lot of random songs kept coming out. And then it leaked. And then they actually just pushed up the release. To the next day. How do you feel about that? You think that was the right move? Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, smart, too. 
Yeah. Um, it's it's really. Sm- I'm wondering how these. Uh, by the way, we're talking these, about ASAP Rocky. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, I'm wondering how these uh, these digital physical releases are working. Um, uh, I believe you know, ASAP's going to be number one. Yeah, I, I saw a one day projection of 120. Um, but I'm I'm just talking about like you know, um, because I saw I mean I I you know my cousin my cousin on Instagram like he just he took a picture of the actual CD so yeah. they were able to push out CDs to stores a week early or the stores had them a week early, however that goes. But you know for somebody like Tyler the Creator and and Earl Sweatshirt who put out digital first and then put out um oh you know what this isn't the last thing that we that we want to talk about. Okay. Um, there's one more thing that I want to talk about. Okay. Um, that we, but so they went digital first and then they went physical next. Right. I'm wondering how that model is working. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Sure. I'm just really curious to know if that's, if that's working for these artists. I mean, sure. It's, it's keeping the leaks away. It's keeping the leak away. Right. You know, how are these records? I think you've explained this before, doc. How are records leaking off of iTunes? How are records leaking off of iTunes? So, this was uh, can I can I reveal who explains to me? I don't know if I can. Um, yeah, don't so say no. yeah. Um, basically, with few exceptions, um, basically the bigger name artists, right? But with few mm-hmm. exceptions, most albums are actually like uploaded to Amazon and iTunes well in advance of the actual release date. Okay. So it means that if you work in digital music at one of the leading digital music retailers, so say iTunes, I'm not sure how Spotify does it, but I'm sure it's very similar, Amazon, Google, stuff like that, then there are people who have access to stuff. Okay. Basically, you and I, like 10 years ago, would have been our dream job, right? Yeah, would have. Right. Um, And obviously, the problem is labels aren't stupid, right? So they're going to come, they know who has access. It's not like it's sitting on like an internal like folder on your, your like company's file share somewhere and people are just grabbing records. Like, it's restricted, you know, so they know who has it. So that's one way it can get that stuff can get leaked, right? Mm. Um, although in the case of, I mean, in the case of ASAP, considering, so we're gonna get extra nerdy. The group rip came out right after the iTunes rip. So the first there was just like a three twenty rip. Then there was the official group rip came out like a day later. So like you said, physicals are in stores. So that physical version was ready, which means mm. in his case, this stuff leaking, it could have just been off the like somebody got the CD. Right, right. Because if we if we reference the article that we talked about uh, a few weeks ago, um, when those records were leaking from those uh, from those groups, yeah, the groups would have those for for weeks before they leaked right, them. Right, and they've got you know they've been able to they've been able to really get that like fairly tightened up, and it's not like it used to be. But in this case, um, it really seems like. And this is really interesting. I mean, to ASAP's credit, it seems like they were ready with like they were. Let's just say the fact that it was it was really no sweat to move the release date up a week tells me that they had physical stuff ready to go, which means that they were gonna that his label was gonna support like there were there was going to be no I was undershipped, right? Yeah. Like if you have enough stuff in stores for what is apparently going to be the number one album in the country, although I'm guessing most of that's off iTunes. Um. Because it's a, it's a surprise release, right? Right. Or at least a week well, early. Well, no. Yeah, it's nah. a week early. Yeah, week early. Week um, early. So a, a, a chunk of that is off iTunes, but needless to say, they had the stuff ready. It wasn't like... Some of these situations, it's designed to be digital first from the beginning. ASAP right. wasn't. 
this was supposed to be a regular release. Yep. Um, and the whole buildup to this album has been really weird. It has. Um, before we get into the buildup, have you heard any of these leaked Drake records? Uh, I don't think so. There's one with, one with Beyonce that was just oh, like... Oh, I heard it, that one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that was just like a loop. Like, I don't think that was the full record. Somebody just took the hook and looped it. Right. Uh, there was one with Tina Shea, and then there was a couple... I haven't heard any of them. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard any. I haven't and, heard anything. And, I, and I've, seen some, uh, I've seen some Kendrick leaks, too. Yeah, I saw the the Dre. I saw the Dre, Kendrick, and Jeremiah, yeah. and I saw a Kendrick one. Look, if it's not the record off Colbert, which... <laughs> If you if you listen if if you let Kendrick's team tell you that record doesn't exist, I'm I'm cool. Did you uh and you saw that the uh the the actual version of the Lady Gaga record that was supposed to be on Good Kid leaked out? I did I did see that, but I did not listen to it. Oof. It was Boy, bad. that would have been a gigantic swing and a miss. Really? It would have completely altered what we think. I mean, it would have literally been like a skippable track. It just did that. But yeah, like not having, work. having Lady Gaga on the record work. just doesn't. Having Lady Gaga on the record doesn't make sense. And then well, even when she leaked uh, her version of "Don't Kill My Vibe," it was like, uh, we're glad this version didn't come out. Never mind that. I mean, like the the beat just wasn't as good. Like it was a lower quality song. Mm, so the song just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. It's not that Lady Gaga's weird. I don't care. It's more that like it just wasn't a good song. Gotcha. Um. But anyway, anyway. So um, the lead up to this. Yeah. So there was a song put out in what? Like it was called Multiply, right? Multiply came out in like October. Sure. Didn't make the album. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, they put out what was supposed to be the lead single, uh, Lord Pretty Flacco Jody 2, which is on yeah. here, which isn't really a single. I mean, it's a song that was put out early, but that's not a was, single. Wait, was Multiply the one that had Juicy J yeah, talking yeah, on it? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Never mind. I did hear that. So Multiply, which didn't end up on here. Um, there was M's, which a, orig- which was put out, which ends up in a slightly different version with Lil Wayne on it on here. Um, and then, like, over the last month, we had <laughs> what I'm just going to call the Rod Stewart record every yeah. day. And then... Like a week or two ago, we had LSD. Oh, okay. Um, complete with the video and everything. But uh, never mind the music. There's also just been a lot of magazine articles. Right. Yes. That that was that interests me more than the leaks. The, the marketing of of ASAP Rocky is increasingly less about the music and more about ASAP Rocky. Absolutely. Which is uh, unusual. I think. But I I think for him it works. It totally works. Yeah. Um, he clearly has a perception of himself. Yeah. Um, he, I think he, he holds a very interesting sort of outsider status in New York City hip hop. Oh yeah, I don't think New I don't think New York claims him. Right. New I York doesn't like, claim him at all. Yeah, I think like hipster Fifth Ave Manhattan Upper Manhattan like they could claim Upper him, Manhattan's like, not hipster. I'm sorry, my bad. Whatever. I've been okay. to Manhattan one time, one time or a couple times, and it was super hipster. Excuse me. Go, like, go, yo, go, go across the go across the bridge. Head over into some of the areas of Brooklyn. That's one thing about people from New York and who have lived in New York. <laughs> you can't say anything about the locations and like what groups Gotta get it of right. people. Got to get it yo. right. Oh my god, my my ex girlfriend is from New York, and she like she would kill me. 
she spent the whole time like she took me through every borough of the city and was like, okay, so this area, Queens, these people live here, it's this, 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 and this. And Manhattan, this, 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 and this. Harlem, this, this. And I'm like, yo. She's like, you got to get it right. You got to know these things. Like, right. Man. And God forbid you mess up which subway line goes through which Ooh, area. Yeah. I didn't even try with the subways. I just, I just followed her and looked lost. I hate the, I hate the subways just because of how, um, how helpless they made me feel. <laughs> <laughs> like you take the what? Oh, I quit. I, I learned the subways back when I was when I was a youth, you know, running wild trying to trying to uh, trying to push out my BCDs in New York. Oh, goose! The struggle. Only way y'all were getting a G off was drug loose. <laughs> um. So there's been a lot of magazine articles written about ASAP. Yeah, and really like fashion mag like these aren't hip-hop magazines although he's been in complex right i think he was on fader well some of that has know. been about you know the death of asap yams sure 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 and and his and how he has dealt with it right absolutely yeah that's, this, that's a big thing too well in this album i want to talk about it just in general real quick but like it seems clear to me that part of this this has clearly been recorded at various at various points to me mm. and mm. you can tell the stuff that really came after ASAP Yams died. Mm. Um, and it has been a little I, while since he put out an album. I almost wonder like what earlier like what earlier rough cuts of the track list look like. Mm. I don't know if they quite look like this. Mm. Um, maybe I'm totally wrong and this was completely the vision, aside from, you know, the like yeah. ASAP, the, the couple places where there's an ASAP Yams like I, but th- like, like I didn't I didn't really, really, really sit with this album and I'll explain why later. Um, but I, I think that your point could very well be valid because some of the songs are, are just heavier. Right. You can just feel mourning and as I said, like artists, like, man, you, you just feel stuff like mourning and death and, you know, like you can, you can feel that on some of those records. So I say that to say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if your theory was correct. The other thing that kind of surprised me, like just overall about the album is remember they were supposed to put out the ASAP mob debut album. That was well, supposed to be. Earlier this year. What was Lords Never Worry? I don't know if that was... Was that just like a mixtape or something that they sold? Yeah, there was was an album called just Lord that was supposed to come out that had that traumatic record with Method Man. Um, Oh, shout out to Traumatic. Yeah, I used to love that record. That record was dope. Right. Um, Lords Never Worry was... Wait, which ASAP guy was that? That was ASAP Nast. Nass, okay. Which ASAP guy was that? <laughs> oh, I'm getting old. Um, right. Um, yeah, that record was dope. That record right. Was dope. So they had some records and they were going to put that out and do a whole thing, but they decided to scrap it and put out an ASAP, the ASAP Rocky record. But mm-hmm. you would normally, when that move happens, you would expect the ASAP Rocky album to be, oh, check out who's up next. There's right. nobody else from ASAP Mob on this album, except for, I guess, hypothetically, a now passed away ASAP EMs on the outro is uh so uh, there's no ASAP tie beats making doing beats on here there's no ASAP Ferg okay no ASAP Twelve no Fer- Ferg's not on there nobody really yeah that's interesting this is like him out there doing his thing and if you read some of the articles I mean that's sort of how he dealt with the death of Yams right they said it was very ice ice. He isolated himself. 
<laughs> yeah, he definitely, you know, that that was large in part, you know, what, what people were saying is that he, he definitely was isolating himself. So maybe that was, maybe that was intentional. Maybe he really kind of disassociated himself with anything that reminded him of ASAP. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So when we Everybody talked about, different, so. when we talked about Meek uh, on side A this week's episode, um, we talked about like the difference. I, I sort of alluded to it, this whole idea of like, how does an artist see themselves? Yeah. And like the choices that they want to make mm-hmm. and how they, what do they feel their fans are ready for and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. ASAP is, he clearly like thinks that his fans are ready for like a new thing. Mm. Um, and when we get to the records, because I, I actually, we can go track by track, but it'll be brief. You can go track by track. All right. I think this is a really fascinating album. I think it's a really flawed album, but I think it's fascinating mm. because this is, this does not sound, there are parts of it that kind of sound like ASAP Rocky, but there's parts of this where you're like, this is not what I expected at all. Mm. Um, well, you're you're a bigger fan. Like you, right. you've been an ASAP fan from Jump. I haven't, so I, I'm curious to know as you go through these. As you see, I just threw you out there. As uh, you go through these, you um, go like, through you alone by yourself. You know, like what what do ASAP fans expect from Rocky? And I guess what did Doc oh, expect from ASAP Rocky? Right. So let me just get this right off right off the track. So some of these songs are really short, but there's still 18 tracks here. Yeah. And for those of you following along at home with your homemade bingo board, please go ahead and just, I'm just going to say sequencing so you can mark it down. There's bloat and there's sequencing problems all over this album. Mm. Right. And that really starts for me like the, the album kind of gets off to a slow start, but I want to talk about it. So, first of all, Holy Ghost is the first track and it's produced by Danger Mouse. And Danger Mouse is actually the executive producer of this and he's all over this album. Yeah, I saw that. Um, which what Danger Mouse? I mean, obviously, so Danger Mouse got his start like being a hip hop producer, right? Yeah, people don't realize that the uh, I mean, most notably, the Gray, did the Gray album, yep, right. Which you know mixed elements of rock and hip hop, which of course turned out to be his thing, mm-hmm. right? Because then he blew up with Gnarls Barkley, mm-hmm. and and late, you know, what's what's he been doing for the past whatever number of years? Oh, you know, no big deal, just uh, producing for the Black Keys, arguably the most successful rock group of the past like decade right mm. so and in fact i think they play guitar on some of these records um mm. so danger mouse brings a different sound to this they worked on a record on his last album um i think it was called phoenix and okay. i think and but originally asap rocky we you know i i always think those clams casino records right right um that really truly like i i used to joke and call it cloud rap Right, that's sort of yeah. very like hazy kind of Clams Casino. I miss Clams Casino. Um, and last album, he had some Clams, but he had some other stuff. He, his last album was really, it's again, I think it kind of suffered from that really long, drawn out release cycle where Goldie came out way in advance of the album. Goldie Man, was Goldie such was, a good record. Goldie was dope. Yeah, I forgot about Goldie. Goldie was a dope record. Right. And there was there was definitely some singles on there, but it just didn't really, like, he didn't put it all together. But it was still, like, a successful album, more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this album, so we start with Holy Ghost, featuring this guy, Joe Fox, who is all mm. over this album. Joe Fox is a singer in the UK that Aesop heard on the street, found him, and basically said, we want to take you to the studio and record so basically, this is his Harf Pierre. 
You know, Harv Pierre was a successful A and R for very for a long time for Bad Boys. So shout yeah, out to Harv Pierre, was. Joe Hooker. Yeah, shout out to Harv. Yeah, Joe shout Hooker. Harv. We we call him Joe Hooker. Yeah, no, 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 Joe Hooker, Harv Pierre slander on Clock Radio. Speakers. Well, there's some. No, even his slander is love. <laughs> to defeat me, <laughs> you won't win. <laughs> ah, classic. Anyway. Um. Anyway, so Joe Fox is just some guy he saw, like, literally, he discovered on the side of the road, pretty much. <laughs> you, sir. You, sir. You, play a song. It was literally, play a song for me. Played a song. He's like, hey, we're going to the studio. Do you want to record? And they recorded a bunch of stuff, and I guess he's even, like, been staying with ASAP. Okay. So, like, Joe Fox is all over this album, and he brings a, he brings a very somber feel to some of these records. Mm. But Holy Ghost... Um, this like immediately to me establishes like oh this is a danger mouse song um content of the song aside like where he's um well i I was hoping that you'd be able to help talk about the content of some of this stuff but i'm guessing you didn't really listen solidly to this right no no but now i mean like it's weird because i've heard like i think i've heard two records this week called holy ghost and i'm like i don't want to hear it. i just don't want to hear it uh I, I my mind instantly just assumes the worst like okay so this is gonna be a blasphemous record i don't really want to hear this right now i'm gonna chill um but yeah so i said that to say nah I, I didn't i didn't i didn't hear too much of it um but again i didn't hear the whole album for um for a few reasons all right well so i mean what holy ghost is about is basically like it's this tension of him like possibly selling his soul to the devil or trying to be or trying to like be a good person and he's mm. pleading with the holy ghost to help him like that's the concept of the song so that mm. that that doesn't seem blasphemous to me no nah, it doesn't um and this is a good song it's not a great song to me but it's like a, it's a solid opening song um it's not the mo- it's not one of the more interesting records on here but it's cool um okay uh what's up? uh canal street featuring bones uh, produced by Hector Delgado, and this is other guy who's all over this album called named Franz Mernick. He's some guy again. I think he's from the UK. He helps with production all over the place. So there's like a lot of like producer names who aren't familiar to most hip hop fans at all. So clearly, ASAP's trying to go outside the box here. Yeah. Um, this features some guy named Bones. Um, apparently, this <laughs> Bones is a rapper. This is originally a Bones solo record. They rebuilt the beat and sampled him for the hook. So, like, ASAP is really digging deep for some of this stuff. Okay. And this is, like, a cool record, but to me, the problem with sequencing here is this album really gets off to a slow start. But is it like a, is it like a Drake So Far Gone slow start? Well, that's more of, like, an R&B thing. But I've always been, well, So Far Gone totally works. But right. think of, like, Thank Me Later. So Thank Me Later is Fireworks, Karaoke, The Resistance, and then it jump and then it takes off in the over, show right. me a good time. Right, right, right. Uh what's the Nikki record? Up all night. Right. It takes a little while. Yeah. And it's one of those things where individually those songs might work elsewhere, but when you start to pack songs that are a little slow, sometimes it doesn't work as well. Sure. Well, Fine Wine is a really unusual song. Um it's produced by some guy SIK and THC uh, who's done stuff with TDE uh, he helped yeah. out as well so okay. Fine Wine features Joe Fox again but also MIA and Future um, <laughs> and the, the like the this is basically there's a couple songs in this album like this where there's almost like this album needed an editor like <laughs> this it did like this it song, needed a red marker 
it needed it needed me no um please everybody hire me no um because like this song like okay the first verse is slow like asap is on lean reflecting on a relationship gone wrong right Mm -hmm. then the beat totally changes gets more energy mia comes in and she's playing the world of girl okay that kind of makes sense okay now we get future still on this more energetic beat and now he's rapping about a relationship gone wrong but then the beat slows back down again and it's like whoa 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 it's just a lot of ideas fam what (laughs) this record this album sounds like drugs yes we're not even at the good stuff yet but it's sound but you explaining that album or explaining that song (laughs) sounds like drugs drugs. right it sounds like one of those like you know granted i haven't Mm, been around a whole lot of people who've done hard drugs right but at its minimum that sounds like a pretty weedy idea. <laughs> All right, I so think, start the song slow, right? I think, I think weed would be the, the least harmful thing that he's doing. Right Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Weed is like water to him, probably. Because that was another thing about the, about the buildup of the album that was really interesting. Well, did you, see like, the, did you see the story that he did with the New York Post? Uh, was that the one about the uh, the LSD and the orgies and stuff? Yeah, uh, of all dudes, Mackinnon gave him some stuff at South by, and th- yeah, <laughs> like, but that's the thing, like his his drug use to that he said. I mean, he's always done it, but it was very much so. It was very much so glorified in terms of all right. Well, Yams died, so this is how he mourned. It was almost like celebrated, like. I'm That's taking these hard drugs that could possibly kill me, and it was like, all right, and I've come and now out of that, I've come out with this album. Like, what? it's interesting though. I think that, and maybe the, you know, I think, I think our generation we grew up so much on. I mean, obviously people would smoke weed, but that notwithstanding, the sort of the say no to drug stuff when it came to harder stuff. Right. right. We are the the dare generation. We are the dare generation. Absolutely. I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think this generation has that at all. And no. it's not. I think there's way more references now to harder drugs than there ever were. Absolutely. Now, it'd be really hypocritical of me to not point out that three, like the work of my favorite hip hop group of all time was heavily drug influenced. And we're not just Ooh. talking weed, right? Talking Wu-Tang? Yeah. So like, it's really hypocritical. In fact, I believe I even jokingly said on the Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Retro, which you can, of course, find at clackertyspeakers.com. Um, I jokingly said, Something in the effect of you can tell when they stopped doing taking the hard drugs. I, I vaguely remember you saying that. And it's messed up, but it's true. Like it is. Whether it's good or bad, their music changed. And it's really hypocritical of me to sit there and and and, and say somebody shouldn't do that when like the music that I cherish from my teenage years was done on really messed up like in, by people who were really strung out on drugs. Yeah. And music historically, not always. I will say right. modern music has a really interesting and weird relationship with drugs. Absolutely. Or at the very least, altering your mind. Yeah. Whether that's weed, whether that's booze, whether that's hard drugs, whether it's whatever. Yeah. All that to yeah. say, you're right. I never even thought of fine wine as feeling like you're on drugs, but you're right. It kind of does. Yeah. So, I mean, some of these songs, yeah. So I, well, I don't remember which ones, but they, because to me, they begin to sort of run into each other, but like. Some of them do. You know, this album definitely felt like a, a hard trip. Well, and that's a great segue into the first single. I guess really the single right now, because that Everyday song isn't really single. Like the one that they have a video for is LSD. Mm. 
produced by so Hector Delgado, Jim Jones, and some of the people helped out on this. I really thought you was just gonna say Jim Jones. Like that concludes this week's episode of Five <laughs> Speakers. Nah, you didn't hear any vampire life references or Goonies. Um, this is a totally different style for ASAP. He's singing. This is he like kinda, this is like Kid Cudi. To me, he kind of has. A, I mean, he has a sing-songy sort of Kid Cudi esque flow know, without it but, being. But we get a falsetto at points here. Oh really? Oh, like this a, song like is no. First of all, this song is really dope. I love this song. Mm. I love the first verse. I love the bridge. I think it's a really. I think it's a really unique record for him. I think that, like when I think about like when we talk about we talked about Meek and sort of what directions you want to go in. The fact that of all the songs in here to choose this as the single, like you're really saying, here's what I'm doing. Are you all with me? Yeah, I think he's in. I think he's intentionally going left. Or yes. Has gone left. I mean, he everything about him is left. His style of dress, the company he keeps, like even just his persona is not is not that of he's he is the physical embodiment of I'm not a rapper. By the way, I could tell you're a rapper because that was just like a sneak diss in podcast form. Like, no, nah, it wasn't a diss at all. <laughs> it's like he he is the embodiment of everything. <laughs> everything that we are not <laughs> nah that's not a that's not a diss at all like okay. people it's funny as rapidly rap as i am like it if anybody in ohio can tell you like that's one of the things about me out here is that people don't know that i'm a rapper the reason they know that i'm a rapper is because they see me rap like i don't i don't give off the rapper mystique so i get it you're but his rapper, is way more tougher than mine. Right. And LSD is, that's a whole other, what's interesting is like, I'm trying to think like, typically when artists do something like this, there's at least like a, a, a bridge into it. But like, LSD is just like out there. Yeah. But I think it's really well done. Yeah. Oh, I'm bugging. I'm sorry. Complete side note. Um, yeah. So this game five is in Golden State. Wait. Yeah. Houston's losing tonight. Wait, it's 2-3-2? Two, like the format it, is two three two. It's uh, no, the last game was in oh, Houston. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, you thought two, it was two three two. Yeah, I thought it was two one one one. No, 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 no. Two one one. No, I, I think it's two two one one one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Two two yeah. one one one. That's Golden exactly State. what it is. Yep, yep. That okay. Being, anyway, so that being said, if Golden State loses tonight, they will not hear the end of it. Yeah. Just turn off ESPN tomorrow, everybody. Oh, don't! I mean, if you watch, if you watch a good chunk of ESPN in the first place, like I don't want to hear anything about. <laughs> don't talk to me about sports. You just just watch Sports Center and Thirty for Thirty. That's it. And even Sports Center, like just watch the first ten minutes for highlights. Once they start getting into like their opinion stuff, go ahead and change the channel. Has anybody made an app that just tries to aggregate sport sports vines yet? I don't know. Because no. that that would I would I would just do that. Yeah. Like just just show me scores. And then vines. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Like, some, like I didn't know what happened to Steph Curry. I saw it on you saw vines. The vines. I did too. But I immediately saw it on vines. Yeah. So I said, I saw the tweets that said, "Oh man, I hope Steph's okay." I literally asked what happened and immediately got a vine. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so we took that little NBA ASAP. left turn. Um, so LSD, I really like it. I think it's really unique. I have no idea if it's going to work. I think the fact that he released it with a really trippy video. I think that works to his advantage because it's like, here's the complete vision of the song. But define works 
for ASAP Rocky? Honestly, for him, well, that's an interesting question because you always kind of, I kind of feel with him like if he wanted to, he could be more commercially successful. I, I agree with that. But he seemingly is able to pull off what looks to be a number one debut album, despite the fact that he's going, I'm not trying to be commercially successful. Right. It, it's an, you know, some, some rappers try really hard. Absolutely. ASAP's trying to not try. Does that make any sense? Like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I don't mean try not to try, but like in terms of like, cause it, look, if he really wanted to do success, like I don't know if LSD is the move. I mean, he would just have to make another problems. One of the worst radio edits of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, what does success look like for him? That's really interesting. Well, I mean, success for that song. I think for that song. I think that him making the. I think for him and anybody who does what he does, which is a lot of artists uh, recently. We, you know, Mac Miller was always like the prototype for that. Like, yeah, he has this little corner, and he had the number one album in the country. Like now, that's becoming the norm, low key. Right. And what I would say, one, one thing I would say is, um, I think for him, for this album, where there isn't an obvious, like, oh my goodness, get that to Urban Radio right now record. I think him going, I think him, you know, uh, releasing a week early does him a favor because mm-hmm. that became a thing. Yeah. Right. Oh, Aesop Rocky. Oh, he, he had to come out a week early. He dropped all of a sudden. Like that becomes yeah, that a story. News. That, was, that was news. Not like, oh, there's a scheduled release. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. See, so, yeah. So the leak worked in his favor. That's that was smart. Um. So is there is there anything else on this album that you you want to talk about? Oh my goodness, I want to talk about so much more. Um, but I'll try to be quick. So because <laughs> I still have one more question that I know is going to take us at least fifteen or twenty minutes to right. answer. So Lord Pretty Flacco Jody Two, which is a stupid title, but um, when that synth starts off, I immediately get No Limit flashbacks, and I love it. That synth is so hard. Yeah, I need, I need synths on Kairos, too. <laughs> um, electric Body's really weird. It kind of works for him in Schoolboy. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Oh, can we talk about jukebox joints? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, go right ahead. Woo! Um, it was, it was, that was the record, that was the one record that jumped out like, oh, okay. Um, I heard Kanye's verse was kind of eh. Kanye's verse is somehow both whack and great at the same time. I don't it want is, whack I don't want whack great Kanye. I know you don't. It is it continues his trend of verses that the first time you like when you read it, like if you go to Rap Genius and read the lyrics, you're just going to be like, "Nah." Nah. But when you hear him say it, the lines will get stuck in your head. So it's like his uh Check Nike line from the Tyler album. Maybe. Somebody yeah, tweets yeah. it and it's corny, but then like, I bet if he ever performs that record with Tyler, like everybody sings along to that part. Right, and it's proof that sometimes it's not, it's not what you say, what you say it's how, you, how say it. you say it. And Absolutely. I know that just rappers just can't stand it, but it's true. No, it's true. Um, but once I heard that first sample, I was like, oh. And then the beat switch. So have you ever have you even heard that all the way through yet? No. Oh, how did you hear that sample and not go? I'm listening to this. Uh, because I had a headache by the other ten records that I. Oh come on! <laughs> it sounded like drugs, and I have never been high before. Me neither. So it was it was a it was a weird different experience for me that I that I did not want to partake in. Um, 
you'll re- like the 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 sample that they switch to um you'll yeah. recognize it immediately it better not be something that i was saving for carol's too i'm gonna be mad no it's something that elzai rapped on way back classic oh. classic dilla uh beat oh word okay they, yeah they're, they're, yeah um, anyway, jukebox joints, great. I love the hook. I love everything about it. It's essentially the bound two of this album. Um, yeah. Uh, what else works? Uh, I kind of like Max B. Oh, Far Side. That basses. Woo! Oh my goodness. Played this on the car. That I had to, I had to uh, drive my wife down to New Haven train station this morning. Driving back, I had that playing, and I was like, I, I thought for a moment, like, did I accidentally turn up? Like my stereo, like a little too loud, and then I looked at them, you know, like because everybody in your car, you have like a number that works perfectly. Yeah. What's your number? I mean, mine's volume. My volume's all the way up. <laughs> There's no way I could do mine all the way up. Yeah, my vo- yeah, my 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 Impala, like my Impala, the volume isn't that crazy, and I've already blown out one and a half of the speakers. <laughs> So, my, like, loudest for me is, like, probably three-fourths of the way up for anybody right, else. Right, right. And it's funny. I think, like, no stereo system. I feel like they all have different scales. They do. Like, mine, 12, is, like, really comfortably loud and good. Anything louder than that, and you have to have the windows down. And now, yeah. at that point, you're just showing off, which is fine. See, that, that's it. That's, that's, what I, that's what I want. See, like, it's cool to have – that's what I was trying to tell people, like – you know, back in high school, you had to have, you know, people had 212s and 6x9s right, 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 right. and all that stuff. Like, now you just want to be loud enough to where people can coherently hear your song, <laughs> what you're listening to, if you're going to be loud. Right. Um, but I like Farside a lot. Um, I like Wavy Bone. Um, same sample as Raekwon's classic Heaven and Hell. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that one. With an unreleased Pimp C verse. Um, West Side Highway, I think, is... Again, really unique, produced by Danger Mouse. Really short with James Fauntleroy, but it's really, really dope. Fauntleroy. Um, another like sort of left field record for him. Um, Which one is the one that has the uh, that has a uh, the Peter Piper oh, beat in it? Yeah, that's Max B. That was interesting. Yeah, it is, and the hook there is like. Uh, the hook actually does. I don't really like the hook on it, but I think the song's cool. It's a it's an interesting use of that breakbeat. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of hidden never, in there. Yeah, we need to talk. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> start getting some ideas. Uh, M's. <sighs> I've heard a lot about M's. I think the two things that I've seen the most conversation about uh, is how bad Kanye's verses. No, you, three things: how bad Kanye's verses, what he says about Rita Ora, and how dope Wayne's verse is on M's. Yeah, Wayne's dope on M's. Um, the beat is really good. It's a uh, honorable C note and Mike Dean. I like the beat a lot. Um, but you know what? It's missing. Hmm. It's missing a really great chorus because, like, when we talk about like an obvious single, it's a there's a reason why they tried M's initially um, without Wayne on it. It's because mm-hmm. like it just works, but that hook is just not there enough. And like with mm-hmm. with a big hook, this is out of there. Mm. Like this would be his stereotypical, like, oh, here's ASAP's record. Got you. Um, but as it is, it's a good song. Um, the Rod Stewart record is so unorthodox. It's bad. No, it's not at all. What are you talking about? That, that record beat is bad. Is you know great. what though? You know why you like it? Because you liked How I Love You from uh Watch the Throne. And I hated that song. How I Love You is amazing. No, it's amazingly bad. I hate that it's and this pitched ends, up so high. This ends. Clack your speakers for the summer. 
No, look, um, there's too much going on on the on every day, right? Do you need both Rod Stewart and Miguel? No. Um, but the beat switch is really now, dope. Question, is yeah. Rod Stewart actually on the song or did they just sample him? I have no idea. They might have pulled a uh, they might have pulled an Otis. Um, Got you. Featuring Otis Redding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, but it's there's too much going on here, which is the theme for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of these songs, you could cut this, you could do this. Needless to say, I was getting some interesting ideas about a 1.5, but then I was like, "No, nah, I'm too old for this." Um, especially because like some of these, some of the records that got scrapped, you're like, "Oh, that was kind of interesting." Anyway, um, every day I don't mind at all when it came out. I love that beat switch, like I said, but it's just too much going on. Um, mm. And then back home, the beat is actually really dope. That repeat, that like that repeating piano note just feels so New York City to me. Like I can't explain it. That's like a New York City. Yeah, one beat. of those. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember one of them. One of them sounding like 1994 New York, um, which I think is an era that doesn't get emulated enough. And then uh, you know, it's Yasin Bey. Yeah. I was I was hoping you know we could do you know his mama called him most deaf. I'm gonna call him most deaf. I'm gonna call him. I'm yeah. I ain't calling. I'm not calling a man Bay. It's just not gonna happen. Yasin Bay, aka Most Def. Um, kind of unusual, out of nowhere, but it kind of works. It works. I'm sure it does. It kind of works. Um, but the beat beat really works. Um, and then there's the ASAP Yams outro, which is on the same beat as an interlude earlier, and it's kind of an abrupt transition. Actually, it's just like the song just the song ends. And then there's like silence, and then Yams comes back in. So, and what is it? Was Yams talking or something? Yeah. And it's like, all right, I get that, but the sequencing on here is all over the place. You could chop like easily like four records off this and and redo the ordering of this, and it would be a much stronger project. Mm. Um, I I don't know how I feel about it 100 percent yet. I know that there's stuff in here that I really like, like jukebox joints. I've probably heard like 15 times. Mm. <laughs> like I, you know, the sample and then the sample they switched to, and I was like, "Yep, I'm in," and I've been singing that hook all day long. Um, but um, there's some interesting joints on here. But I don't think overall this is as good as his last project. But it's also totally different. Yeah. And so is it like in the same vein as the Kendrick? It's like it's hard to compare the two. Like they're just they're just completely different. But they're still with this still in the wheelhouse. I think this is a transition album for for Aesop Rocky. So you feel like so that's sort of how I felt felt about Tyler's album, where I feel like Tyler's next album is going to be completely left, but it's going to make sense because of Cherry Bomb. If Tyler's next album is completely pseudo NERD records, we we might just have to like I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be NERD like jet like seventies eighties jazz. That's Tyler's next album. Don't don't get me excited. Um, he's he's right there. Right. There's he's right there. Right. There's songs on here that clearly have that sort of like oh let me slow down let me do a screwed hook like there's some of that oh. there's right. Oh. There's, is he is he rapping with the with the screwed voice still? Yeah, on fine wine he does. Oh. Because I mean because he's supposed to be on lean in that verse. Gotcha. But right so there's some of that still there's records like Lord Pretty Flacco. Jody 2 and Electric Body, which are kind of like the last album a little bit. Then you've got like Jukebox Joints, which I've never really heard ASAP on a soul record like that before. Um, 
West Side Highway and LSD, which are the sort of new wave for him. M's, which is kind of like the last album. Every Day, which is, I don't know what Every Day is supposed to be. Like, there's, it's really all over the place. And I, mm-hmm. I have no idea where he's going next. Mm. All that to say, this apparently is going to be the number one album in the country. Yeah. And considering the lack of buzz about the music that this had, I don't see how, I mean, for, from his label's point of view, they've got to be ecstatic. Sure. Um, sure. From a fan point of view. I've, I mean, I've heard mostly positive. It's it's good. It's just different. Yeah, and you're I've right. Heard, I've heard from if you're the only person to say what you said about the album. For the most part, the 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 chat. I mean, and tw- again, Twitter is my only thing because a lot of my friends don't listen to ASAP Rocky. Um, so you know, it's kind of hard to send a text and say what you think about the ASAP. They're gonna be like, ASAP, what? Like, are we going somewhere? Are you in a rush? Um, that's that's the oldest thing you've said in this entire podcast. I mean, hey, it is what it is. A- ASAP, um, ASAP, as soon as do- possible. Well, a- that's what I, I call him as soon as possible, Rocky. With a dollar sign. With a dollar sign. Um, but m- largely on Twitter, I've seen the mostly positive. Like, hey, this is what we wanted from Rocky. This is mm-hmm. really good. I'm glad he linked up with Danger Mouse. I like the beats. I like like I've heard I've heard largely positive stuff about the album. So yeah, I mean, I I, I have high expectations, right? So you're getting some of that. Like, it's funny because, again, he's close. Like, M's with a better hook is out of here. Some of these records, trimming some of them and eliminating some of these other ones. Like, there's the makings of something really, really good here. He's close, but not quite there. It's it's flawed, but it's definitely worth a listen if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah. But I think most albums are flawed, so... As everybody who listens to the sh- listens to the show will tell you, um, is there anything else you want to say about ASAP? Uh, nah, I'm good. So before we end, you said there was one other thing you wanted to talk to me about. So my question, I know this is gonna this is gonna be detailed. So my question is, while we're on break, yeah, what are you looking forward to this summer? Um, I got to catch up on Mad Men. Um, <laughs> in terms of music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, it was good you said Mad Men. I'm like, oh, we're, talk- we're talking other stuff besides music? All right, cool. Uh, that's a really interesting question. I can't say that I'm really paying too much attention to release schedules lately because I feel like they don't matter because they, they, don't. they move. They don't. And, you know, there's a lot of rumors that Kanye, um, his album is tied to the relaunch of Beats Music on, I heard, on yeah, Apple. Heard that um, as well. So that's, you know, I don't really know what to expect of Kanye right now. I feel like so much, I feel like enough time has passed since all day that he actually has to start over. With I, I hold, he, I agree. He has run that song into the ground. Well, it's not even, it's not even all day. He has done a lot this year. He has. From the shoes to the performances. It's, to- it's really obvious that he thought the album was coming out like in February. Yes. I mean, you don't do the shoes with the thing. Remember Wolves, which we all heard for like five seconds, and then People like are still on my Twitter, on my timeline, asking for Wolves. Right. All this stuff happened, and then into the breeze. Nothing. Then there was a fake all day remix with Kendrick, and that right. was it. Right. And, and he's, now and, and, he, and he like he did something at like the at a Chicago Bulls game. He performed yeah, all day, performed and he's done some other there. stuff. Like right. So. He kind of has to start over. I agree. Which I'm okay with. Because All Day was interesting and I liked it at the time, but 
That I, it's I, sputtered. It's sputtered. I want to see what else he's got. It's sputtered. I mean, eh, again, I, know. I, yeah, I uh, So let me ask you this: If Kanye drops surprise during the break, do we try to get the band back together for a? <laughs> Do, do, do we try to do a, a quick emergency episode of Clock Ready Speakers? I mean, I'll, I'll see what my kids have to say, but, you know, I, I sort of feel like we have to. I feel like right. Kanye is an emergency episode. Well, your man is definitely coming out in July. Who? Uh, Frankie Ocean. Mm. See, Frank, I know that you're not as big a fan of Channel Orange as I am. Well, you're not, I'm not, but I have grown, but Channel Orange has grown on me. So I, I am interested right. to see you know what he does part of it was i'm not as big of an r&b fan as you and i was on here rightfully so by the way but i was on here saying this is the best r&b album of the past like decade and you're like whoa yeah. whoa 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 yeah that was a little crazy i still hold on to that that's a little crazy that's like saying flesh in my flesh blood in my blood is the best hip-hop album since Illmatic. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not fair and that's no slander to dmx because i love that album for the most important the most important R&B of this century has been done by th- three men. Who? D'Angelo. Nah. Terrius Nash. Yeah. And Frank Ocean. Nah. What else am I looking forward to? Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen this summer. Um... So I'm going to a uh, going to a music festival in um, uh, in Wisconsin in July. Okay, so that'll be fun. Who's uh, he- who's the headliner? Uh, the headliner is uh, the National, and um, oh god, and the guy from Bonnie Bear. It's his, it's the, the, <laughs> those two guys are putting the festival on. You mean Bonnie Bear? Yeah, Bonnie Bear, the guy from Justin yeah. Vernon. Well, I mean that's that's his name. <laughs> No, his name is Justin Vernon. No, he's he's Bonnie Vare. <laughs> that's what that's what everyone knows him as. Anyway, like oh, that's the name of the group. Anyway, they put together a really interesting um, festival, and uh, Francis and the Lights is gonna is gonna be out there, and they and he's already uh, Francis has already been out there, um, basically like living on on Justin Vernon's farm, um, recording is- for the past like six months. Interesting guy. So uh, we're, we're my wife and I are, are are going out there as Francis's guests, so that'll be really cool. Um, we'll, 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 we've been promised the VIP treatment and everything, so. Oh, word! Right. Um, VIP, TIP coming live from the VIP. <laughs> so that'll be a, that'll be an interesting excursion into into the wild of Minnesota. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm flying in Minnesota and then I'm going to Wisconsin. Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. Um, what else is going on? You know. We'll see what happens. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of like, there's a lot of people who could kind of come out. Now that we're in this world of, I could drop whenever. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You've got Dom Kenny coming out as next week, right? Mm, eh, okay. Dom Kenny's next week. Uh, you said Kanye, Frank Ocean. Uh, we presume Drake obviously isn't coming out anytime soon. No, that's in the fall. We presume Jay might have something at some point. Yeah, I've heard. Well, I've heard rumors that. They're, Jay and Nikki have a record together that they're going to put out on title. Um, of course, we've heard about the Best of Both Worlds, Jay and Beyonce album. Um, right. Well, you know, um, when I talked about R&B, I didn't give enough credit to Beyonce. Got to give credit to Beyonce. Anyway. Uh, her last album. That's right. 
her last album. Now, was it like one of the most important and influential musically? No. Um, rollout wise, absolutely. It's probably one. Of, it probably was the most influential album. It's a fantastic album. It's a good album. Fantastic. I think the I still mine is the only record that I still consistently listen to. Really? Yeah. I can just put but that, I'm not, I can put but that, I never like yo want to listen to Beyonce. Like I'm tell, I've been in this vein of like 70s and 80s funk R&B and pop lately. Like I'm not listening to new music. I'm not listening to new music. So I just I say that to say like I'm not. Yeah. So what are you going to be listening to? Um, not reviewing music for two months. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Gonna, you're going to take take a lot of notes as you go. Come back. We'll do a massive like eight hour episode. Right. We're going to we're going to do like a uh, like a marathon episode, like what we missed. And it's going to be like. No, instead uh, it'll be like this album. What'd you think? Man, who cares? Great. Next okay. album. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I, I'm, I'm just going to take like a, a, a little sabbatical. Like I'm That's really right. going to sort of unplug and really just enjoy my kids and just being unplugged and well, well part of it is you want you want to start rapping again and when you're rapping you don't like to hear you don't rapping. like to hear other rappers when you're rapping i well it's not even that like i just like honestly rap hasn't bored me i'm just not interested i just think that i'm i just think that like my tastes and my desires are changing and that has nothing to do with you know i don't think i'm going to be the old head who's like yo remember when hip hop used to do this and do like no nah, not really i mean the extent of that is whatever you hear us stay on clock radio speakers. Um, so when I say I don't listen to rappers, like I'm just no, if somebody is like interesting and sort of intrigues and grabs me, I mean, I'm looking forward to the sky zoo album, June 23rd. He just put out a record today. That's dope. Um, but I'm like a sky zoo stand low key. So everything he does, I'm going to love. Um, but I'm, I'm, yeah, like I'm mostly just looking forward to like having a clear slate and, you know, getting this last little bit of inspiration. I have a million ideas in my head and I'm ready to get those out and I'm, I'm ready to, you know, put together. I've learned so much from Kairos. Like I could really teach a class on what not to do. Right. <laughs> so like, I can't, even, I can't to, even listen to those records. I can't listen to those records. Yeah. Listening to that's how I knew I was ready to do an album. Cause when I listened to the album last week, I got for, mad. I was like, man, this was so stupid. It wasn't even like I could do this better. Or you know what it was? It was, I'm not that guy anymore. Oh, see, for me, it was like, I'm hearing these mixes. And I was just like, I was like almost ready to cry. I was like, (laughs) what was I thinking? Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. We got so so lost in the fog of music. Yeah, we told, we overthought the album. Oh my God overthought and that's true clock radio speakers fashion and i'm not an overthinker like for me i'm like all right i'm gonna record this one thing i one thing that i have been doing lately i I usually was like one take hove so like you know i'd write the verse real quick then i'd record it and then i'd send it to you i'm rewriting verses like crazy yeah i'll rewrite a verse four or five times right but that's great for me, I'm really, you know, that that's good. So, but other than that, like, I'm, st- I, I want, I just got some ideas. I'm not even going to share them on the show. So, yeah, I'm mostly looking forward to Skazu's album. I am curious to see what Kanye is going to do, even though, like, I'm not the biggest fan right now. Um, and that's it. And just like looking forward. I mean, we've been doing this pod. Honestly, man, we've been doing this podcast for four years, virtually every week. Like, it's going to be good to like not do anything. And I mean, I'm sure 
Doc and I's text messages and Twitter mentions are going to be crazy because those will essentially be our clock radio speakers episodes. <laughs> so when something happens, like, you know, just make sure you follow us both on Twitter. Well, I'll make sure I'll do this for the clock radio speakers fans. Like I'm not, I'm not really going to talk about music a whole lot, but whenever I do, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep the majority of the conversations on Twitter. So you guys can jump in and see what's going on because some of you guys are really like, some of you guys are really, you know. <laughs> and that concludes this week's episode. Black Radio Speakers. Yeah, it's like some people they they I don't say they're taking it hard, but they they're really you guys really don't I don't say don't want us to take a break, but I appreciate that. I really do. Like It's it's cool. I I, pr- I appreciate it. I, I understand where I understand where it's coming from, but on the same token, I'm like, come on, bro, let me get a break, y'all. We got 190 episodes, <laughs> so when we're gone, ten podcasts that just came out today. So when we're gone, please check out our back catalog on clockreadyspeakers.com. Yeah, um, I'm sure, and I'm sure Fourth District is going to right. You know, highlight some. We'll we'll ask them to highlight some episodes, but definitely go to clockreadyspeakers.com. Subscribe, rate, comment. Go to SoundCloud. Follow us there. And there's a million episodes that you can check out. Listen to some of your favorites again. And yeah, there, there be, there's plenty for y'all to do this summer. Trust me. Don't just listen to podcasts all day in the summertime. Go outside. Get some color on you. <laughs> some sun on you, son. See what's up with these girls, man. Get you a girlfriend. And ladies. Ladies, get you, you, yeah. you can get a girlfriend too if that's what you want. Like get you, get you everybody, a boyfriend. Everybody, 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 go get somebody for yourself. Yeah, like but people inclusive. say, time to be single. That's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Like having a having relationship a relationship advice boy, right now. Being relationship summertime is dope. It's dope. But that's we'll 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 do that when Marcus Graham comes out. We'll we'll have a relationship episode. <laughs> <laughs> and that really concludes. This week's episode of Clock Radio Speakers. To everybody who's been listening, whether you just started or you've been here for a whole all 190 whatever episodes, we appreciate it. We're taking a two month break. We'll be back better, stronger than ever. Um, so thank you all, and we'll catch you later. Mm-hmm.